I like rock bottom. Like I'm talking about rock bottom. And like, I didn't tell any of my family. I didn't tell any of my friends or nothing that I got fired from my job. And I just remember like one day sitting in my room, I'm like, I don't want to live, you know? In that moment, I decided that I'm going to live my life to my standards and not what anyone else wants me to do or thinks I should do. You're listening to Table Talk with Toddy, the podcast where we have real talk about life and business as a creative living in the 21st century. I'm your host, Natasha Toddy Weston. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Table Talk with Toddy podcast. If you are new here, I'm your host, Natasha Toddy Weston. Welcome. If you are an OG, welcome back, of course. Now, you guys, usually on the show, we talk about business, entrepreneurship, and all of that stuff. But today, I want to do a little switch up and do a little bit of a less formal conversation about what it really means to live your best life, especially like now in 2023 how chaotic the world is and how it seems like everybody is in an upward battle trying to find themselves, find their purpose, and just redefine what freedom really means. In today's world, we experience most people through the lens of social media and their lives sometimes inspire us to want to start the businesses, take the trips, fall in love, and do all of the things. But I've seen firsthand the impact when you actually hear the stories behind how people got to where they are. And I'm talking about everybody from the people we follow on Instagram to our everyday Facebook friends that some of them we met and some of them we haven't. And I'm not going to lie, I miss having guests on the show. So about a month ago when I was scrolling on Facebook, I didn't really think it was a coincidence when I saw a post from my good friend here and today's guest, Desiree Brown, who I've watched so many of her adventures from Bourbon Street to even attending her own private house party right here in Charleston. And what I've noticed the most is that she's really big on stopping to smell the flowers and experiencing all that life has to offer. Well, on this particular day in her post, I think Desiree had like a full circle moment where she shared how she was really living her best life. And I knew that I had to reach out to her and see if she would come on today and share her journey with us. Now, for context purposes, because I know y'all like to be all in my business and know how I know certain people and like what our history is, but... Desiree is someone I know, but someone I think you need to know. In 2018, which I did go back and do a little history trying to figure out like how long we've known each other, but we met through my crazy wild cousin, Two Cups, <laughs> at a kickback. I think it was Christmas one year. And um, that's how we met. And of course, we became Facebook friends and we've hung out a couple of times since then over the years. But in 2018, Desiree was fired from her nine to five after the loss of her grandmother, And it was at that point she decided to take her future in her own hands. She secured her dream job as a flight attendant, and she has not looked back, y'all. Today, that dream job has positioned her to achieve her dreams of having the flexibility to live life the way she wants, travel freely, and take the people she loves along with her. 
Y'all, Desiree is literally living her best life. I know people say that all the time, but like, sis is really living her best life. And today, I kind of want to unpack how she got here and how she's managed to turn what seemed to be a loss and grief into so many fulfilling wins. Welcome to the podcast, Desiree. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. (laughs) Hi, guys. How's it going? How's life? I mean, outside of what we know, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. Um, life's good. I don't have many complaints right now. I love that for you. And <laughs> we're, the goal is to get us all kind of in that same space. Because like I said, so much is happening in the world. Like people are going crazy in the mind. People are just, it's a lot going on. And so I think your journey is a breath of fresh air because it is possible to go from what seems like complete chaos and life just happening to you know not having I'm not gonna say you don't have no worries because we all do um but you do definitely seem to be the real definition of living your best life so first let me just say how much I love witnessing you and just just watching you live your life so raw and authentically and that's just from what you share with us on the internet and from where I'm sitting now in the post you made on Facebook you said, I'm really living my best life and I love that for me. And then you went on to say how in the past month you've seen so many amazing artists in concert, such as the City Girls, Sean Paul, Usher. And then I think most recently you've seen Janet Jackson at Madison Square Garden. Yes, goals girl goals you went on to talk about some of the upcoming trips you have like Aruba Jamaica and then your dream trip to Egypt and how all of this stemmed from landing your dream job now I don't know about anybody else but my friend that's what you call living and that's why I wanted to chop it up with you today to understand how you got here because we know it didn't start off this way There are so many ways someone could define the phrase living your best life. But I'm curious, Desiree, how do you personally define this? I define living my best life as living a life that is enjoyable to me. Not, uh, you know, a lot of people put on for social media. Um, They're happy on social media, but in real life, they're not. But at the end of the day, what I do, I'm happy with. And, you know, I always say my, my theme song is I'm like a bird. I'll only fly away. So I'm like very, I'm free. I do what I want. I do it when I want. I'm living life on my own terms. I'm going where I want. I'm seeing what I want and I'm doing it unapologetically. And at the same time, I'm making money. So like, I'm literally... I'm I'm living my best life. I'm living the life that I dream to have, you know? Yes, absolutely. And I could just imagine that what has happened to you and life in general is really positioning you for where you are and to even have that mindset because I'm sure if you probably, you know, how we always say those things, but like when you actually start living it, it just gives it a whole new meaning. And so I was curious to know, like what does living your best life mean to you? Because for some people, it's taking a trip every week. For some people, it's just making an extra couple hundred dollars a month to pay another bill that may have been stressing them out. So I was just curious to find out what did you define living my best life as? So as a college dropout and someone who has taken a less traditional route to defining what success and freedom is, and what that looks like. I'm always super intrigued to hear other people's stories on the things that they were into before they found the thing that they're into now. So I know you haven't always been a flight attendant. I mean, when I met you, Desiree, 
you were making us some of the best cocktails in Two Cups <laughs> Kitchen. So I had never known much about you. And obviously from looking on social media, it doesn't it only paints a certain part of the picture. So what were you doing before you became a flight attendant? Um, so before I became a flight became a flight attendant, I was um a logistics analysis. So I was working in that and like dispatching too. Okay. Uh and then when you met me, I was a bartender, but I was working like literally three different jobs mm. because my grandmother had passed away. And like, I felt like that would keep me busy. Like literally I was Kevin Gates. I was, <laughs> I got three jobs. I don't get tired. Yeah. Like that was my life. I was literally working my life away, but I was busy and I was making money, but I wasn't happy, you know? Okay. Um. But yeah, that's what I was doing. I was, uh, the logistics job was miserable. And I was, and bartending was fun for me, but it wasn't fulfilling. So did you, you went to school for logistics or was that just like a job that you had just? I did landed? not. You did I not. went to, I went to school for political science um, hmm. and I wanted to go to law school and I didn't. And then, you know, when I, I finished, totally I see you being a lawyer though. Um, but I don't feel like I would have been happy I do not feel like I would have been happy and you know I always when I was a little girl I always used to like talk about yeah I want to be a flight attendant because my grandmother she was like a traveling nurse so she used to go all over the place and my girl would be in Paris and I'm like yeah I want to go I want to be a flight attendant so that was always like my dream as a little girl is just to be a flight attendant and then when I got out of school I want to say when I got out of school, I went to work on a naval base and I worked there for like two years. And then I got into this logistics job and I worked there um, up until 2017. No, no, no. I lie. From 2016 to 2017, I did event planning, coordination and weddings with Michelle Summers. Okay. The Michelle yes. Summers. Yes. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So. Hello. I was her assistant and honestly, I had gotten a car accident and like, I just like, wasn't, I never came back. Like I, I just, my mind wasn't in the right place or whatever. And I just never came back. And then I ended up landing this logistics job. And at first, you know, it was cool. I was making good money and you know, it was, it was okay for the time being, uh, but it was male dominated. And sometimes I felt a little intimidated or that they underestimated my abilities to do certain things. And, you know, that was all cool. That was all fine and dandy until my grandmother went into the hospital. And for people who don't know me, me and my grandmother were like the closest people like you. Me and my grandmother were literally like this, like (laughs) close, close. And it's been like that since I was born because I'm the first grandchild. So we've always been like that. And, you know, people like people put soulmates in a relationship form. But like she was my soulmate. Like, I I feel like our bond was like just like a different type of, you know, bond. So my grandmother got sick. Well, she wasn't sick. She had a stroke. And I found her in her house down after we couldn't reach her. So she had a stroke and she was fine. She was fine in the hospital uh, until they intubated her. And then she just never woke back up. So I was, this was literally the day after she died. I was like, I can't, I want to go to work. So I went to work and I went to work up until like her funeral. And I took a couple of days off then. And then after her funeral, I went back to work 
And I will say about a week went by and one of my bosses called me in the office and was like, uh, we really, you know, we know you're going through a lot, but we need the the worth ethic and the person that you were before your grandmother passed away. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? Wow. And they mm-hmm. were just like, you know, you were different before. And I was like, well, I'm, I can't go, I can't bring her back. So I can't. You just There's went no through a life changing traumatic yeah, like, event. Like what? I, I can't go back. What do you want me to do? Bring her back. And so they were like, well, if you can't do that, then we're going to have to let you go. And I'm like, you know, bye. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So like at mm-hmm. that moment, I was like at my like rock bottom, like I'm talking about rock bottom. And like, I didn't tell any of my family, I didn't tell any of my friends or nothing that I got fired from my job. And I just remember like one day sitting in my room, I'm like, I don't want to live, you know, I do wow. not want to do this. And kid you not, I woke up one day and my parents thought I was going to work. I was not going to work. And at the time I was driving my grandmother's car. And so I had a long talk with her in the car. I had them typed out a note on my little, on my little phone app. And I'm like, I cannot do this anymore. I just can't. And I closed my eyes and I ran through a red light trying to go off an overpass. Like I was, I was over it and I don't know what saved me. I do not know what saved me. I don't know how I didn't go off the overpass. I should have, but I didn't. And at that moment I was just like, you know, maybe I got another purpose in life, you know? Yes. And I could just like, I looked up and I had this like necklace that my grandmother wore every day and the necklace was just like shaking. And I'm like, okay, I get it. You know? Mm -hmm. So, um, at that point I started applying, I started applying for my, for my dream job. I wanted to be a flight attendant. I went back to what I always wanted to do and I started applying and the interview started coming in, you know? And I took the first one. And I didn't tell anybody again. I only told my parents what I was doing because I feel like a lot of times you let people into stuff and then it doesn't go the way that you want them to, it to go. Um, and then you have people who really aren't cheering for you, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So I, I, I went to the interview in Denver and I got the job on the spot. And a few months that later, means, that was crazy. definitely for you. It, it was. was it was. You. It was definitely for me and my grandmother was praying for me the whole time. So like, I am, I'm happy I made the choice, you know? Was it in that moment when you closed your eyes and went through that light? Was it in that moment that you decided that you were going to start living your dreams and start pursuing your dream job? Or did you go through a series of like mental processing after that happened? Because I know you said you didn't tell anyone you lost your job. And so I could imagine that that allowed you to process things a lot easier because a lot of times when we, like you said, when we tell people things, we have all these opinions and a lot of times other people's opinions is what drives us to make the decisions we make. It's not a lot of times our genuine decision. So did you make that decision in that moment or did you go through like a process of figuring out, okay, I'm actually going to take the step. I'm going to go apply for the dream job and go from there. In that moment, I decided that I'm going to live my life to my standards and not what anyone else wants me to do or thinks I should do. At that time, the flight attendant thing didn't hit me. And then, you know, a couple of days later, I thought about it and I'm like, what is stopping me 
from doing it. There's literally nothing holding me here. I hate being here. Mm-hmm. I hate waking up here, you know, and I've been tired of the scenery and I want to do what I always wanted to do and that's travel. So that's when I started going for it. Well, you answered my next question immediately because I was going to ask you to take us back to like what happened. Um, mm-hmm. Why did you lose your job? Why did you get fired? And so, I mean, that's really inspiring to know that you got fired you tried to essentially end your life and that led you to getting the courage to pursue your dream life and your dream job. Now, at the time of this recording, I just seen on your page is flight attendant week. I didn't even know that was a thing. So happy flight attendant week, friends. <laughs> you know, they be making up all kinds of days, but that's special. I love that for y'all. Do y'all have, like, have special parties or do anything? Y'all get a discount when you go in um, IHOP or anything? <laughs> so um, the airport does a lot for us. Um, each airport does a lot for us. And then, you know, our like supervisors and managers, They'll have like special meals and stuff set up for us. Mm-hmm. They'll have gift cards and prizes we can win and stuff. But like this was a holiday week. So yeah. I try not to work on holidays unless they offer me 300% pay. If you're not offering me 300% pay, then 300% pay. Yeah. That's crazy. So I don't work it. <laughs> Wow. Now let's shift gears a little bit and talk about work-life balance because I see you having the best time all the time. And I could always tell when you're at work because you share these stories about these crazy customers that's on these flights. (laughs) (laughs) So I can always tell when your party is over and you back to work. But I admire how you do take time off and you do live and enjoy life and then you go back to work. Now that's something I personally struggle with a lot, still do. Because there's always something to do. I don't don't understand people that are bored. It's like there's always something to do. Now, based off of the job that you have, I can only imagine how demanding and unpredictable it is at all times. And I also know that we live in an all-work, no-sleep society, and I absolutely freaking hate that for us. How do you find a sense of stability and maintain a healthy work-life balance while working as a flight attendant? And are there any like practices that you've had to develop over time to take care of yourself physically, but most importantly, mentally? Yes. So first and foremost, I have been in therapy since 2019. So my therapist, like she plays a big part in me making sure that I am doing what is best for my mental health. So the first things first, I put my mental health first. And the thing I like most about my job is we don't have a minimum amount of hours that we have to work. You know, if we want money, then we'll work. If we don't want money and we just want our benefits, then we don't work. So it'll be sometimes where I'm in a month and I know the next month I got a bunch of, I got a bunch of tricks planned. So I will literally work myself until I'm like, okay, I need a mental break or I'll have a therapy session and I'll just be drained. And my therapist would be like, you know, you know what you need to do. Those are them days you be talking crap about her online. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) You trying me. Like I want to fist fight. I I, I feel you. I want mine to live with me, but not live with me. You know, I I think we should just like go in the ring and like just box it out sometimes. (laughs) If you wanted to fight, just say that. Okay, <laughs> yeah, but she be right. She be right on it, and I'll just be like, you know what? You right, sis. I'm gonna drop these trips that I got coming up. So also, like, if I got some plan, and I know I don't got, I can get off work. Then I'm get, I'm getting off work. I don't care if y'all emailing me 
offering premium pay, if I have something mm-hmm. planned, I do not put it off for work. Yeah. Because it could be something like um, a baby shower that I'm missing for my friends and something could happen. That could be the last time I feel my friend, I see my friend. Mm-hmm. And with life lately, like I swear, even since my grandmother passed, like I've lost so much friends and family since then. And life is literally short. Yeah. Um, So I don't play around when it comes to me taking the time that I need off from my job to love on my friends and family or keep uh, dates that I have planned with them. So I do not, I, I keep my work and my, my personal schedule very separate. Our schedules are come out a month before. So I already know, Hey, I'm going to be working this day. And I'll tell my friends sometimes if y'all got something planned, tell me before the 11th so I can take it off, you know? Yeah. And then even if something comes up, that's another thing I love about my job. It's very flexible. I actually moved in December so that I could have a higher seniority. So when I want to drop these trips, it's easier to get them off my schedule. Got so, okay. yeah, so I'll just, I'll drop a trip. If if something comes up last minute and it's important, like my friend at the last minute decides she wants to celebrate her birthday tomorrow, then I'm going to drop my trip and I'm going to go celebrate my friend's birthday, you know? Yes. Uh, so I am very big on not letting my work life conflict with me living my best life. I'm not. I love that. Y'all heard that, right? I love that. So you didn't, did you start therapy after your grandmother died or has this just been something you did? So that, that helped you with your grief and even now with this job, like prioritizing your personal life and not just working, working, working all the time. So um, I love that because I know we've had some dialogue just on social media about therapy and I'm a huge advocate. I talk about it all the time. I don't know like where I would be without therapy I mean I would be a real hot I mean I'm a hot mess but I would really be a hot mess (laughs) navigating life without my therapist like especially this day and time especially like after COVID girl I don't know I don't know where I'll be and I also so I was diagnosed with anxiety in high school and I've been taking medicine for it ever since so me having anxiety and then my job Child, if I had to deal with them people every day and I have therapists and just like, like buying those meds, I would be a zombie because those people will, they will drive you up a wall. Like, Listen, I'd be meeting her. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I commend you because I mean, and I think therapy should be free. I always tell people that yes. I think therapy should be something that every human being that needs it gets because you know, I just imagine not being able to afford to go to therapy or, you know, pay for a session. It's just because even for someone listening, that's not in a position that Desiree's in, not living a dream life or dream job yet. You know, life is hard. And when you are dealing with grief, like Desiree has, or you're dealing with maybe losing your job, like we all have had encountered once or twice in our life, at least. I mean, Sometimes you don't want to burden your other family members with or your friends with what you're dealing with. And in your case, you know, I'm sure everybody else was grieving right alongside of you. And with you with you losing your job and not telling them just, you know, for many reasons you probably had. But the therapist is always like a safe outlet because, you know, like they're going to keep it honest with you. But you can tell them genuinely how you feel and they help you process things so that you don't always have to rely on them, but that you learn how to better understand yourself and how you work through things. So 
I I love that, you know, therapy has helped you. Y'all hear that like therapy because I'm always screaming therapy and people are like, therapy, please, therapy. And I'm like, yes, no, seriously, therapy. therapy has changed my life. Like yes. I literally, I don't know what, I mean, for so many different reasons. So um, I love that. Now, building a brand and a business is something I think everybody and their mama is wanting to do or trying to do or Jesus. And y'all don't even know what y'all asking for because it's hard. Do you have a business right now currently? Um, I don't have a business right now. Not yet. Um, I have uh, I have two big things that I am working on that's also been like, you know, something uh, that I've been pushed to do. One, definitely since my grandmother passed away. And then another one, like my friends have been just literally like pushing me to do this for the longest. And so I'm getting it. I'm I'm getting it done. I'm getting it done. I can see that. I can see you. I can see a full scope of what I think (laughs) you're going to be doing next. So I can't wait to see. But can you offer advice to someone who wants to define for themselves what it means to live their best life? And can you share maybe one main mindset shift that has helped you to pursue your dreams? Definitely living your best life for you should mean doing what you want to do when you want to do it with no regrets. There's one friend in particular and they just, they, they do a lot for so many people. And then they come to me and they'll tell me, you know, I got to do this. I got to do this. I'll invite them somewhere and they'd be like, well, no, because I got to do this and I need to have money for that. But yeah. none of it is about them. Mm-hmm. It's all about other people. And they feel like if they don't do this for them, then they'll feel some type of way. I stopped caring about what people would think of me if I didn't do something for them. And I stopped caring about what they would think if I told them no. No needs to become a regular part of your vocabulary when dealing with people because they will use you and they will use you until you don't have anything left. And you'll start realizing that you ain't really living your life. And, you know, a good quote that I like to take into my mind is start with a beginning year, a birth year and an end year. Yes. What matters is a little dash in between. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to matter the most at the end of the day. And if you've done nothing but people please that whole time, then did you really live? And I don't want to get to the end of my life and be like, you know, what did I do for me? So that is why I am very unapologetically me and I do what I want to. I do it when I want to. I'm not stuck on, I'm, I'm single. Um, I am 30. I don't have any kids. Um, and that's not saying that I don't want any kids or I don't want a man or whatever, but I want it on my terms. And people who know me, they think I'm mean. But I feel like I'm very blunt. Mean? No way. They swear I'm mean. They think I am the meanest person ever, but I'm very blunt. And I'm I'm very, like, just straight to the point. Because when you start sugarcoating stuff for people, then they start getting the wrong impression of things. And I don't want that. I want you to know, no. I mean, no, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Or, no, I'm doing this. So, again, I unapologetically live your life for you. Not for what you think other people are going to perceive it as. Not for um, what you think other people want to see. Uh, Living for you because a lot of times my friend will get my friends will get on me and be like, um, "Oh, you went so and so. You ain't post nothing. You ain't stopped nothing." Girl, I was having fun. That part. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yes, like the yeah. funnest parts of my life are not recorded because I be having so much fun that I don't even realize I'm not documenting it or I'm not. Oh, I need to pull my phone out and do this and. Yeah. 
that's what I mean by I'm living my best life. And a lot of people don't, they'd be like, well, I can't, I can't tell you went here from, I don't put my whole life on social media. I put what I want y'all to see. And 90% of the stuff I be talking about on social media, I be laughing. I be sharing crazy stuff. So people think I'm just insane. (laughs) People think I'm insane. They think I'm crazy. They think I'm mean. Like, but at the end of the day, I am, I'm content with who I am. And I am, I am content with the life that I'm living. And I like to say a lot. I just said this to my friend today because these men, that's another thing for my ladies. Child, if you you're, living, if my you're, wife, if you're right? living your life, if you're, if you're yeah. living your best life, it consists of dating all of them. That's living your best life too. Don't, don't, don't tie yourself down to one. And as soon as one starts acting up, replace them, get another one. There's so many out here. Just get another one. Keywords you know? as soon, not later. As soon. Don't give them all these chances to keep proving to you that they are not worthy of you and demand what you want then and there. That's living your best life, you know? Um, So like I told them, I was like, I don't mind being the villain in your story. That's fine with me. Because as long as I'm not the villain in mine, I'm all right with it. And at the end of the day, and I live by that. At the end of the day, how you feel about me is not going to make me lose sleep at night. But how I feel about me, it will make me toss and turn. So mm-hmm. as long as I feel like I've done the right thing and I'm content with the person who I am, then I don't care what other people think. I, and I've never, I've, I've never really been that type of person, but more so now that I see how short life is and how it could be just taken away in a second. Like that is why I'm big on doing what I want to do when I want to do it and how I want to do it. And yes. I don't let anything hold me back from doing that. Yes, I love it. So I I mean, I have nothing else after that. All I can say is rather your dream job is in your fingertips or at your fingertips or you're working on it. Either way it goes, live your best life, define, redefine what freedom is, because for so many people, we think we got to go to school, graduate and, you know, get married right away, have a bunch of kids. And I mean, if that's your dream, that's your dream. But that doesn't have to be. And that's why I think it's important to connect with people like Desiree who haven't necessarily taken a traditional route and who have turned, you know, unfortunate life cases into, you know, all of this glow and brown girl magic that we see all the time. And I just I just love your spirit. And I think that, you know, a lot of people might not tell you they're inspired, but I know I am. And I watch you all the time. And I'm like, this girl, she, where's she going at today? I'm like, where's she going? Where's she at? What's she doing? I mean, between your travels and just your, your personality, like the things you share, I'm like over here cracking up half of the time, especially when it's like four o'clock in the morning and I'm up because my brain is racing probably like, just like yours. I'm like laughing my butt off in the bed because you're just a light. And I think uh, so many people can take from your story and just, how you've turned things around for yourself and how you've taken your life into your own hands. And I love that. And I hope that if you're listening to this, that you take something away that she said, cause she said a lot and connect with her if she wants y'all to, cause she don't put all her business out there like that. But I have a question. One last question for you. Do you ever think about maybe starting a travel vlog or taking us a little bit more in the journey with you because I could just see you doing something like that or like even having a podcast that I could listen to all day something. I don't know what's next for you that you can share. 
I have. And you know, I record. I have I have so much content that I'm just sitting on that I don't know how to like I, I guess I need to like, you know, ask people who actually do it to help me, you know, what I need to what what do I need to do to capture people to want to watch me, you know? And again, a big problem is that I don't be thinking to record. So I want to, so I am going to see Beyonce on July, on June 8th in Barcelona. And I want that to be my first travel vlog, you yes. know? So I am planning on documenting all of that and hopefully editing and getting everything together so that I could release it. Yes. But aside from that, I am working on finishing my book. Oh, so, yes. Um, oh my God. Yeah. So, so uh, definitely, I want to kind of just like launch them at the same time. And, you know, we'll get I on that. Well, I'd love to have you back when the book is released so we can share it with the people. But I'm excited for you. Keep being you. Keep shining your light because we need you. I know I need you. I need to see you online and stuff. I know we don't get to hang out all the time, but I definitely enjoy watching your journey and watching you live your best life. And I just continue to wish you nothing but blessings and peace and mind and soul and just keep being you, Desiree, because you're the bomb girl. Thank you. So I don't care what they're talking about because you're not mean. They just never hung out with you. (laughs) I don't be caring. You you are the best time, okay? So is there um, anywhere that the listeners can connect with you on social media if they want to connect with you after today's show? Yeah, of course. So my Instagram is underscore melanin, and melanin is spelled M-E-L-A-N-Y-N, Monroe, like Marilyn Monroe. And then on Facebook, my name is Desiree, D-E-S-I-R-E-E, Keela, K-E-L-A. So thank you again, Desiree, for being here. I appreciate you so, so much. You guys, make sure y'all connect with her on social media, especially because she is working on some cool things that you do not want to miss out on. And I will leave all of her information down in the show notes. As usual, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share this episode with anyone who you know is trying to live their best life. And until the next time, I'll talk to you guys soon.